All right, all right, all right. Welcome to another episode of Pizza Punk. My name is Jeff. I am your resident pizza punk in the house, and I'm I am so excited uh, for today's guest. Uh, this one is uh, very important to me um, because the music means a lot to me. I'm, I'm about to do. I'm about to blow some smoke up your wolf ass. Give me one second. I'm going to blow some smoke up your wolf ass. So about, I don't know, it must've been 2013. Uh, I was, uh, I was, I must've, I was, I was just scrolling through Facebook and uh, I saw, I think it was a sponsored post or something for wolf face. So I click on this, this thing and I'm like, it's banned. And I'm, and I'm like, this was before the, the full length had come out. And I'm like, what is this? And it's like dressed in in basketball fatigues and like got these wolf masks on. And you know, they're going by names like Wolf Fart and Rain Fart, and I mean what Rain Wolf and Good Wolf, <laughs> Michael J. Wolf, yada yada yada. Uh, and I and I played the track uh Still a Son of a Bitch, and it just it it just really spoke to me. The uh the guitar riffs really spoke to me. There's something um I don't know. There's something really emotional in 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 that in that song and that music. I can't explain it. Uh, and then, still a son of a bitch. The full length came out, uh, and this album. You know, in life, we have albums that we listen to top to bottom, front to back. Like you don't just listen to one song. I was talking about this the other day with Howie Wowie from Nimvind. You don't just listen to one song. It's an album where you have to listen to it from start to finish and you listen to the whole album. And for me, those, the best ones are the ones that are like, that they're not like an hour long. They're like 25 minutes, man, or 30 minutes. They just scorch, man. Like you just like a, a great example, blood visions by Jay retard scorches yeah. just all oh, the way through oh, yeah. zoom, 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 15 tracks. Same thing with dark thoughts. First album, same oh. thing with our sadly yeah. uh, departed um, no bunny. Uh, that first album just scorches all the way through. Well, another one is an album called Still a Son of a Bitch. I'm always recommending music oh, on damn. my shows. This is an album. This is a must-own album. And, and the reason why, this is a long intro, but it, it, it's necessary. It really is. For me, it's necessary. At the same time that I discover this album, I'm also trying to make my first feature-length film called Romeo's Distress. And every day I, I wake up, I put on this, this these shitty friggin' uniform clothes to to go work in a restaurant. This greasy soy sauce covered shit that I just hate wearing this stuff. And I'm and it, I I lived about 250 paces from my job, if you could believe it. It was actually that was the one probably the best part about working there, and also made it the hardest part to leave. But every morning, I would start my day when I had to get out of the house. I would start my day with um. Uh, uh, love me, rub me, werewolf, and uh, I want to be a homo sapien. And those two tracks were like, just would I would go down the hill, and then obviously the rest of the album would kick in. But it was like every day I needed those two tracks to like wake me up, get me going. Because there's something about this album. It's like I feel like a coach is talking to me. It's like you know, I feel like a literally like a basketball coach because the whole idea of wolf face is you know, wolf face is is Michael J. Wolf. He had a whole movie based on him. He, he's a werewolf. He's a teen wolf. Uh, he plays basketball. But, you know, there's this, this mentality of like, 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 don't feel sorry for yourself. Get up. Go out there every day. 
and kick some fucking ass. And that's what that album is for me. And so I listened to this album every single day. And no matter how downtrodden I was, I would always make me lift my chin up and just friggin' punch and do the best I can. So much so that I actually I reached out to Michael J. Wolf and said, I need this music because it was so this movie I was making was so it was semi-autobiographical. I, I needed to have some of this music as like a past I had so many pastiches for my life that I was injecting into this this a tour work. And I needed the I needed music from this album in the movie because it was just what I was listening to at the time when I was making this movie. It was motivating me to never give up and to show up every day and give it the best I got and just be like, you know, just just all the themes on and we could we'll talk about that. We could talk about that a little bit later. The the themes that I that I, I wanted to ask you about that. We've talked about that a little bit. But in any case, I owe a great bit of gratitude because. Then Michael J. Wolfe answered my emails. He was like, sure, man, you can put my music in your movie. And man, that, that meant the world. And I put the music in just the right spots where it needed to go. And uh, that began a, 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 a correspondence, which has, has, has grown into, um, you know, a, a casual friendship from afar. And I'm just, I'm, I'm very pleased to welcome my esteemed guest, Michael J. Wolf. Welcome to the show, Michael. Hey, Pizza Jeff. Thanks for having me, brother. I, and thanks for buttering me up. That makes me feel really, uh, real squishy inside. I appreciate it. And I, I'm glad you reached out about your movie. Um, it's funny because at, when that happened, I was a little leery about people reaching out and like wanting to put stuff in movies and, and things like that because some kid had offered that like a while ago and he wanted to do like this video with us in it for his movie. And hmm. I, I agreed to do it and he had a date and everything. And at some point, I didn't even look into this kid at all. At some point, I started looking on this kid's Facebook and stuff. And he didn't, he wasn't a filmmaker or anything. And like, because he, he started texting me about how like he wanted like his ideas for what we we're going to do in the video. And he wanted to like put like raw chicken on me and stuff. And it was like just dumb, real amateur ideas. Like, and I like, I like dumb, like dumb is great for me, but not dumb in a good way. It was just, and so like, I figured out this kid, he was literally just some kid who probably had like some shit camera, like it was going to make this horrible thing with us. So I came up with an excuse as to why we couldn't do it at the last minute. So, but, but you didn't want us to do anything. So you asked if you could use the songs. I was like, fuck yeah, use the songs. And I didn't, I didn't know you. I didn't know if it was legit. So I figured Not it would happen. But then down the road, your movie got on Amazon. So I was able to watch the movie. We didn't watch all the movies with my Cubs, but I got to show the Cubs some of uh daddy uh, daddy wolf songs <laughs> on amazon which is really cool and it was a rad movie too like i mean you're, you're legit you know Thank you're you. not just some some uh weird kid who's got some shitty idea <laughs> that he wants to throw, throw uh, no there. i would i would disagree with that i'm definitely some weird kid who's got some shitty ideas but here's the thing here's what i want it's to a different kind of shitty you know it's a good shit yeah yes yes <laughs> like but, what um, i do is good shitty yes yes and and, you know, I mean, that's the thing, though, like, you know, if you have the wherewithal to, like, pick up a camera or pick up a guitar and, like, you know, get get some kind of idea, good or bad, and you just put your all into it, whatever it may be, you know, you only fail. I really believe this. I know this sounds so, this is so, like, cliche and, like, just so, like, Facebook meme, like, you know, with the words under the sunset, like, you know, like the, like those inspirational quotes, like, it's just so lame, but sometimes the lame stuff is true. And, and this is true in the sense of like, like you never give up. I mean, you never fail if you don't give up. 
You know what I mean? Like, 100%, it's man. true. It's true. But um, that album, that album really helped me do that. Just like, and it's not even necessarily, you know, it's definitely what like is being said in like some of the lyrics. And here's like the thing that made me feel stupid, not stupid, but like, here's the thing that made me feel like weird about this. I was having this deep emotional reaction to music and lyrics that were inspired and and based on the movie Teen Wolf. <laughs> but at the same time, and I'm going like, it's Teen Wolf, dude. Why is this why is this cutting so deep for you? Like, but at the same time, like it it must mean that there's some really deep shit going on in Teen Wolf or <laughs> something. Like there's some like universal themes. You know, you listen to the songs, and when you actually hear the songs themselves, again, for anybody who's not listened to them, there are songs like there's plenty of room in my den, but no room for a bit. <laughs> there's there's songs like um put me in, coach, but on second thought, fuck go fuck yourself, something like that. Yeah, that's um it. yeah, just just stuff like that. And you even covered a band that was my all-time favorite band of all time. This is how I knew that this was like this record was like it was like made for me. Cause like I'm listening, it, it gets to like track 10 and all of a sudden I'm like, wait, I know that song. <laughs> I'm like this random band that I discovered is like into this band that I really love. Dude. This is like the coolest thing. And you know, yeah, it just, it just blew my mind. We're on the um, same wave, wavelength band, man. And, and, yeah, that song was always actually my favorite song for us to ever play live. Like even more so than any of our regular songs. Unfortunately, we, we can't play that song anymore. And yeah, live, but rest yeah, in <laughs> rest in peace, indeed. But you know, it, it's I have we we both have great memories. We both have great memories about it, and you know it that yeah they might be tainted, but and yeah maybe nobody knows what we're talking about, but that's okay. You know, um, the point is we got to look to the future and you have a new album out. We're going to talk about that in just a second. I just want to finish up what I'm saying. And so in general, this album is just absolutely an album that people need, like, go, go check it out. Go, you know what? I'll, I'll find the band camp and, and, uh, is band camp a good way? What's the best way to, it's to on band camp. It's on Spotify, all, all that iTunes. What do you like best? Do you like Spotify? I'll, I'll just, I'll, you know it doesn't what I'm matter as, as, as long as people are listening to it, I, I, I'm rich enough as it is. You know, I have like five hot tubs. Yeah, right. Of course. I'm you're, not worried about royalties anymore. You're all set. You're all set. Um, Now, but here's, here's my, here's what I'm like, I just can't get over again. It's like, how, how do you, it's like you take this material that's not serious and you, you write about it so seriously, even if you yourself don't, maybe don't take it so seriously it to me the listener the audience member it comes off as incredibly serious like how does this happen like how do you do this i feel like originally uh because it's about being a teenage werewolf there's only very few beings on our earth who can relate to that so right. i love hearing and i hear it quite a bit uh what like similar to what you just said people who are like I love these songs and I can relate to them even though and some of the songs are a lot less literal than others. I mean, love me, rub me, fuck me werewolf. That's pretty literal about a scene from my movie where, uh, you know, basically 
he fucks this this blonde lady who's like you know just a star fucker who he always thought he wanted and and uh she wants you know she just has to have him and remember that song's from her perspective it's about like her getting fucked by an animal um so uh <laughs> i don't know how deep that song gets but some i mean a lot of them they are it's just there's uh you know themes that anyone can relate to being beaten down and not giving up uh people expecting too much of you you know when uh you should just they shouldn't expect anything from you you should only be you know give what you need to for yourself sometimes right and, uh, so yeah that's, it, theme. that's what i really keyed in on that sort of thing it was i think the I think the album for me or what I took away from the album more than anything is that it's like an album about showing up for yourself and like giving yourself a hug and like, like just uh, uh, following your own path and not trying to please everybody. And like, and that's like kind of the theme of, of Teen Wolf for, uh, to an extent. Um, But it just, it just works. I love the line, something about I am difficult. Everybody wants a picture everyone it just um i wish i be careful be careful what you wish for oh yeah be careful what you wish for because i am difficult come on everyone wants adventure everyone wants to change yeah yeah this time i bit off more than i can talk it's just there it's just so real man it's just so real like all that stuff it's just so real and um and you it just it's it's a it's a masterpiece dude it's a masterpiece and i'm i'm so bummed that i didn't get it on vinyl when it was it was briefly on vinyl and i had i opened up the tab and i missed it so you tell the next time that gets reissued you better let me know because i'm gonna be the first actually yeah brandon from uh, mooster records had had texted me this is before covid though so but yeah he he had some plans where he was thinking about putting it out uh, doing a repressing for 2020 uh, but I didn't hear anything else about it after COVID, you know, I mean, he has a kid and stuff. And, uh, so I'm sure, you know, he's struggling like most of us. Uh, so not the best year to p- do a repressing of a record, but it might happen, baby. You so keep I'll, me posted. I'll, you keep I'll, me posted. I'll mail you some for sure. I have the split too. That was the first thing I got. The caffeine split. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a hard, you can't find that one. That one was gone like the first week it was out. Well, you gave all your music away for free. So I felt that as soon as I saw a record, I was like, I had to, I had, I had to buy it. I was like, I, I, cause I love, I support the artists that I'm one of those, I'm a responsible Spotify listener. I discover a band. I, I love the band. I listen to it for free. And then when I see that band is coming to town, when I see there's the new record, I make sure to buy it because yeah. That's the it's like it's supporting the economy. That's literally have to think yeah. about it. It's like buying American cars. It's like you want these people to you want these people to succeed. You want them to do more. Support the stuff. And and records are they're fucking great anyway, you know. And so I try to buy records. I also I still buy the band albums on like iTunes. I I think bands get more money on iTunes. Definitely do more they? than Spotify. I don't mm-hmm. know. Maybe they don't. Maybe iTunes screws them too. I don't know. I don't I don't see our checks, but. Yeah. Uh, I know Spotify. I, I I never even had Spotify till like literally two months ago. I finally figured out how to, someone convinced me to finally use it. And I it's I can see how like that. There's no hope for the music industry with that shit. Because <laughs> no, there is. No, no, no. There is a hope. There is a hope. You know what the hope is? 
What's Spotify that? needs to pay its artists more yeah. money. That's it. They got they got they got all the bases covered. You know, it sucks. They do. There's there's they certainly do. no incentive for them to do better by the artists. Here's what I've learned. Here's what I've learned over the years. Um, and again, I always like to preface this as like an observation and. You know, uh, because I, I know this could be this is a tender sub- subject for some recording artists. The, Napster, first of all, I'm going to say something that you're really going to get mad at. Ready? I Lars, know, I know who Lars you're was right. <laughs> Listen, I'm not mad about it because, frankly, I kind of agree. <laughs> but he's wrong for so many other reasons. You don't even have to. Talk I know. About I know. Him. Uh, Michael J. Wolf really hates Lars, just hates him so <laughs> much. Right. So, but sorry, go on. He, he was right. I mean, like, why were people so pissed at him? I mean, we were all stealing music. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I listen. I, I too stole music, and you know, again, my, my, my amends. The way that I make amends is, I, I really do. I go out of my way to to attend the shows to buy merch when when the bands come to town. It's really not that hard. And you know what? I'm proud of. I'm proud that my closet upstairs for a long time before I put on a couple extra pounds, all my, all my t-shirts were bought at shows. I never went to any apparel stores to buy t-shirts. My t-shirts were band shirts and the band shirts came directly from the bands themselves. And I felt really freaking good about that. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so, hey, you know, it was going to the gap anyway. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, I'm, I'm actually quite utilitarian in my, Clothing, per- I mean, I love being able to go to Target and spend like 150 bucks and like walk out of there with a you know a couple pairs of pa- uh, jeans and stuff. I'm not really oh, uh, yeah. clothing is not a sacred cow, but like I feel like if I'm gonna buy a band shirt, like I would much rather. And when and you know, kids, whoever listens to this, the best time to support the band is at the show when they're on yeah. the road. Buy the merch on the road. Do not. I mean, you can buy it online too from the store, but from their store, but when they're on the road, nothing means more to a band when you buy their stuff at the merch table at the show. Well, that's the main way they can make money. And they're not they're not making much money from the door. Right. You know? Right. Yeah. That's not any money from the door. Um, there is an interesting this this band that I knew when I toured with with this band Blitz Kid. I we did a tour uh with another band called Blood Sucking Zombies from Outer Space. They're a horribly band in uh Germany. Uh, Austria, they're really great. Check them out. Yeah. Um, uh, my friend Dead Gein, uh Richie, he came up with a a wonderful distribution strategy, a, a fascinating concept where they did a subscription box where it was limited to 222 copies, and basically you you got a seven inch in the mail every month for six months, and then of they their put band? yes, they, yes. So they put out a new seven inch every month. Every month, and the and oh the God. and the kid, well, check this out. The kids prepaid for it. They were completely funded to do this before they even recorded a song. That's cool. I'll I'll send you the video where he breaks it down fully. I thought for me, I'm going. Is this a sustainable? Is this sustainable for bands like independent bands in the future? Because this is goes back to what I was saying about Lars. So Napster, Lars was right. Napster comes out, two th- whatever, like 2000, 2001. Um, th- there's no regulation. It's just unfettered control. Spotify is the result of that, is basically the result of Napster. 
Yeah. It is the it is the compromise, the only compromise that was makeable. Where I think, to be honest with you, and I know again, I, I'm sure recording artists would hate that I'm even saying this, but Spotify is what prevents people from a, a, a large slather of people from from even downloading. Like there's some people who like, oh, everything's streaming. Like I don't need to, I don't need to, I don't need to download this. I can just right. stream it, even if they're sue me for it. Right. And, and so even if they're only making fractions of a penny that, you know, don't add up to much at the end of the year, at least it's legally being like patronized, which is, which, which leads me to this point after Napster music, any digital media became free. So here's the thing. If you make digital media, you automatically, it doesn't matter if it's your intellectual property, the moment you make digital media and you put it on the internet, it's free. It doesn't matter. And I'm not saying that it's actually free. And I'm not saying that gives anybody a right to steal it. I'm saying that, that because of assholes, it's going to be free. Some way, somehow, some shape or form, people are going to just take it because they yeah. think they're entitled to it because it's a digital, it's an intangible thing that that they're not booting from a store. So therefore, what's the problem? It's this gray area where people just, you know, think they can steal intellectual property. Yeah. Which which leads me to this question, which is what I think Richie kind of stumbled upon. What how do you make something download proof? Dude, I, I'm way the wrong person to ask. No, I know. Is- I'm just saying it's like a rhetorical question. It's like, how do you make something download proof? Meaning that it's so it's so the packaging, the 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 limited availability, the colors are so rad that I can't download this. I have to have a physical copy of this. And I think that's where artists, all artists should be focusing their time, you know, to try and deter, because at the end of the day, people are just like, it's like, it's almost like you put up a wall, like an iron wall. And it's like, they have this ability to just turn intangible for a moment. They can just press a button and they can phase through your wall. And then suddenly yoink, they get it. And then they come back out. Like they like it's there's no defenses like it's complete. The only way to do it is just to keep it off the internet. Well, you ever hear people like defending like Napster and and you know illegal downloads by comparing it to when we used to burn CDs and copy mixtapes. I mean, there's no comparison. I mean, no as far comparison. as the worldwide spread, Jesus. I mean, VHS, many, please. Yeah, it's 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 it, it's just uh, I just don't see the the relation at all. I mean, personally, I don't give a shit because. Again, I'm so rich, you know, off my music. I don't care who downloads our stuff anymore. It does, it, but it does suck for uh, other artists, you know. I and the whole Spotify thing again. I've just gotten on it, and frankly, I'll probably just cancel my subscription because the convenience of it, it, it is so. I don't know how anyone will ever overcome that, you know. Y- it's y- an addiction. It, it is. I I did the three months. I did the three month subscription as well um, for ninety nine cents or whatever. Yeah. And um, I, I used to have it through my job. Uh, and I got to tell you, it, it is the algorithm. It's, it's an addic- it's addictive, the algorithm, because what happens is, and again, like, you know, the thing about Spotify, what Spotify can be immensely useful to artists if you wield it in the right kind of way. You have to, I feel like you have to be pragmatic about how you view these things. You can't, it's not just like, 
You're never going to make any money off of Spotify. You can't yeah. be. That's the flip side of the of the thing. Yes, yes, the artist needs to be paid more, but also no one's ever going to make any money off of it because that they're never going to they're never going to raise those royalties. Right. And therefore, how do you use Spotify as a tool to build your to to strengthen your brand? Well, it is good you that know? it is so convenient that if I if if someone wants to hear my band, it is so easy for them to hear any of our shit. Yeah, you know. Yeah. It's so easy. It's way easier than even when Bandcamp was the main thing. I never, I thought Bandcamp was always kind of tricky to use. Like, well, I mean, I'm an idiot when it comes to computers. So that's why, well, I mean, Spotify makes it so much easier than even Bandcamps of the world. And it seems uh, like Bandcamp's a lot better for artists too. That's what I've yes. heard. Again, I don't keep yeah. track of that shit as far as my band's concerned, but it sounds like it's a lot more artist friendly, right? From what, from my understanding it is. And I like, uh, like for instance, on Bandcamp, you can stream the album, but after a certain amount of streams, you have to. It, there comes a time where you have to buy the album. It like locks up. You can't stream it anymore. And I think that is brilliant. That's that, great. That, that happened to me with the new, uh, the latest Dark Thoughts record. Have you heard that one? Wait, shut up. Do you listen it's, to Dark Thoughts? Yeah, fuck yeah, dude. That, that, have we talked about? Have we ever talked about this? Wait, no, but we, I heard you mention them earlier in, in the interview. And that new record, uh, Must Be Nice, is so fucking good. And I need it's and I have so it. good. It's so dude, good. And that's wait a minute. Like, you're talking about albums you listen to straight through. I yes. love the first oh, Dark, oh. Dark Thoughts record. Yes. But this one is totally a straight through. Right. In this interview, I said Dark Thoughts, but you had listened, you had been listening to Dark Thoughts on your on just nobody knows Dark Thoughts. It's so awesome. Well, they're not on Spotify. Which like a yeah. me now that it has Spotify. Well, no, they are the first album. They is are on Spotify. The second album is only on Bandcamp, and I reached my limit, so I can't even listen to it on Bandcamp anymore. I bought I it on vinyl. I need to buy. I need to order. I've, I've been too lazy to do. It. I've been meaning to get it, get the record itself, uh, but I just haven't. So sometimes I've actually listened to it on YouTube a couple of times. The whole album straight through is on YouTube, like a twenty-minute video. So yeah. sometimes I'll be like running or something or exercising. Yeah. But yeah, that album kills, man. And that okay, last so, must be nice. Oh my god, so good. It's it's very good. So the first album, for, first of all, I discovered Dark Thoughts on Spotify, and right. <laughs> and then I went to yeah. and then check it out. They they don't they're not on Facebook, they're not on Twitter, they're not on Instagram. They have no social media presence. Right. They're on Bandcamp and they're on Spotify. So I immediately start looking for them on Facebook. I can't find them. I find their their bandcamp. I see that like it's I was like, how do people get to your shows? Like you don't promote them anywhere. I see they're gonna be at St. Vitus in Brooklyn, but oh. they're opening, they're opening for another band. So I drove all the way down to Brooklyn to see them in their opening slot. We saw a 20-minute set. They melted our faces off. There was barely anybody there. There was like there was like there was like 15 people there. And I I got to meet the guys in the band. And we bought. I bought. Uh, I bought the second album right then and there, and I bought a T-shirt. The, the I want to be T-shirt record. And you know how much that record was? How much? It was fifteen dollars, which is like nothing. It's like right. for a record. Like I was yeah, like, I was like, are they still are they like super punk rock? Is why that's why they're yes. like on like Bandcamp and yes, can't find them anywhere. Yes, I mean, yes. Dude, that that newest it's record. I, I like the first one too. I like the first one a lot, but the that's second my favorite. Like straight through just kills and the Dude. last song the title the title song uh must be nice 
Yeah. Dude, uh, that song, it's got like the coolest like little breakdown and ending. So, and it has little Ramones like keyboard in it. Do, do, do. Oh, so good. I like, um, I like anything too, uh, which kind of blew me away. I was like, wait a minute. Did they re-record anything? Which is on the last song on the first album. Oh, um, okay. They did a slightly different version of it. Uh, and yeah, it's yeah, there is one song. I haven't looked at the titles, but yeah, there is one song that sounds similar to yeah, it's very yeah, yeah. And um, and what's great about Dark Thoughts is first of all, this drummer, I don't know if you've seen watched YouTube videos. I have okay, that drummer <gasps> like the <laughs> I walked up to him and I was like, Are you a robot? And this dude is just like, so like a, a machine. None of that and, lighting up on the hi-hat to like... Oh, my God. Dude, like, I, I, love I it. creamed my jeans listening <laughs> to this. I'm just like... And I don't even play an instrument. And I could just see the skill on this guy. Like, I was like, this is the greatest drummer ever. Like, he's just so machine precise. Like, well, did you ever Did you ever get a chance to see uh, Jay Retard before he died? I Why? never had the privilege. And you know what kills me? I was going to shows when he was always playing shows in New York and I just, he was not on my radar and I just missed him. Never saw oh, him. Dude, I got to see him on this tour of where he died, like literally a month before wow. he died in Tampa. And um, my buddy and I went and there was, there must've been like 15 people. It was like such a lowly attended show. And it was kind of depressing because that dude was like a pitchfork baby. And everything. Dude, he's a you know? legend. He was a, le believe, a legend now, but I couldn't believe how few people were there. And so yeah. my buddy and I were right up front. There's no one. It wasn't like a crowd or anything. Oh, and that dude just three pieces. Yeah. Through his set, a 30 minute set played like every song I wanted to hear him play. Didn't stop between songs. Every song was played 10 times faster than on the album. The drummer is doing the dark thoughts. Yeah. Just like it's yes. so good, man. And like there's no one so there, good. but it was amazing. And it was just loud, blaring. And God, it was so good. And then he died a few weeks later. Super bummer. But my um my son is a big fan of Blood Visions, and we listen to it in the car. I don't call I, around my son. My son's five. I call we call him JJ. Because I don't want to be using that last name, so we say JJ. It's not. It's not yeah. like a bad retard. It's his name. Yeah, it's just his name. But I just, you know, I don't want him to be at school, like in kindergarten, being like, "I like Jay Retard." Like that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah, you get a note sent home. Yeah, yeah, just get a note sent home. Like, where is he learning these words? And like, the R word is not a uh, polite word in this day and age. So you've got to be very careful. But yeah. Um, that album, that Blood Visions album is just, and again, like, it's so, it's so interesting how like the Dark Thoughts is, you see, here's the thing, like Dark Thoughts is very similar in some ways to, to Jay Retard, but at the same time, also so different because they're like in like, Dark Thoughts is like in this Ramones, they're like come from this school of the Ramones. Yeah. And then like Jay Retard comes from the school of the Oblivions, you know, it's like a separate separate family tree Ramones live because jay retard like the, the recordings of his songs are so a lot of them are real soft almost you know and then those soft songs when he plays them live yeah like, times the speed and just loud ass guitars Ugh. like a whole new song but it's the same song but it gets your blood boiling you know well, he was so record, rock, blood boiling, but it's a great song you know do you listen to any of his other bands do you listen to lost sounds or digital leather 
I have. I, I and like the 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 retards. I I, yeah. I I have never gotten super into them. My buddy got me. Um, there was some vinyl uh that came out maybe for record store day where it's like it had a bunch of like unreleased retard stuff and some lost song uh. stuff on it. It's really cool, but I, I never got super into his other stuff. I didn't really delve into it that much either though. So it was a very cursory glance at it. So maybe, maybe I should. Um, he is, uh, he, he's a, he, I mean, he and talk about prolific too. I mean, this guy, this guy burned bright for 15 years recording more music in his life than some people do in, in, in like a 30 year career, right? right? He did 99 singles, something like crazy like that. Just every, just recording every day. Like talk about like an outlier, you know? Yeah, right. I mean, and, and, and he was, he was one of the biggest indie rocker dudes too. Like, God, he was all over the place. Like he was an, you know, an indie rock darling. Right. Yeah. Like he's a pitchfork baby. He really was, man. He really was. And uh, my God, yeah, what it's what a bummer, man. <laughs> to- uh, totally a bummer. I still haven't seen. I want to see the um the documentary. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, uh, it's so good. It's good. It's called like better than something. Yeah, better than something. Yeah. Oh, oh do you? Yeah, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta get on that. I really need so to check good. that out. And you're um and and you know and so so it's very this this spectrum when you find someone else kind of like when two two guys in like the early nineties would find the misfits and like geek out over it. I feel like I'm doing that with you right now because there's so it. this, this is a very small, like people are not really into this, some of this music. And so to meet someone else who's like, who's, who's down with like dark thoughts and just gets it like gets the, the, and you know, what's crazy too, that dude is wearing a heavy leather jacket and he is down picking the whole time. Oh, he yeah. is not, he's not fucking around. He right. is just okay. straight up Johnny Ramone, dude. Like, I was listening to a podcast with a buddy of mine, uh, Andrew, and uh, he's in a band called The Caffeines down here in Florida. Yeah, the, the split. You did the split. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he, uh, he was saying in his podcast, they have like a motto in their band where if you upstroke once, you're a ska band. <laughs> uh, ooh, ah, ooh. Dark Sauce definitely is not a ska band. No. Rad. No, definitely not. Definitely not. Um, so now let's, I want to talk about the, the new record for a minute. You are yeah. on say 10 records. You put out a new record called still golden. Um, you gave me the honor of listening to it before it came out. I felt so, I was so touched and I still went out and I, ha- I had to get that blood orange vinyl. So they put this record out on, it was like a, it was like a orange that bled into red. I think it was. Yeah, pretty and cool. Man, it's gatefold, but it's like this very heavy cardboard stock, and it's got this gold foil, like the the the, the love and care that that you guys, along with Satan, that, that put into this release. It's so wonderful, and it was under twenty dollars. That blew my oh, yeah. mind. I was like, I was like, how can you not support this? You know, it's yeah, just so well, great. Satan, you know, that, that dude's awesome. Uh, and uh, he puts out a lot of records, and it's Crip all just five. love and music. Crip Keeper Five. Yeah, right. I mean, he's done some, like, uh, some some big bands too, and then some like you know real small bands. It's it's all for the love of music, and like yeah. when when we wanted to do, like that gold, like the real reflect legit reflective gold on the album cover, he was like all about it. It like, cost some yeah. extra money. Um, but he was totally cool with, I mean, I don't think it cost a ton more, but, 
uh, he was totally cool with it. And he puts out quality records. Like you're right. Like it's, it's hard, like cardboard, like yeah, dude, record sleeve and everything. People skimp and, like, on that. Like some labels will skimp on that stuff because it costs so much to press the vinyl. Yeah. You know? And you know, what's funny. If you have disposable income, like if you have disposable income, the costs, I feel like, and again, that's a weird, that's a weird way to qualify that. Like I'm saying, if you, if you do very well and you have disposable income, you could, you could foot the bill for the pressing costs of like a small run of like seven inches. Sure. Yeah. But it's like, it's like a lot goes, a lot goes into pressing that vinyl. And if you don't have the funds, then you skimp on, you got to skimp on something. So that's when like the paper quality goes down and yeah. yada. And Adam at, Adam at Satan does not like sparing expense. And I remember no, I recently ordered a record from a record label that's actually located near here. And it's like, it's a pretty big record by like popular record. I, I won't name who it is or anything, right. but um, when I got it, like the, it must be the thinnest, uh vinyl you could get it's like this flimsy ass record the sleeve is like so shitty it was like already like dented up and like kind of bent from just being packed a, and like they totally skimped on everything such a bummer and, dude and i get that if it's like you know a diy punk band trying to be cool and diy or like if you legit don't have money but this is a real uh, a legitimate label like doing this like right. totally skimping on that shit i was kind of disappointed yeah but uh, record sounded yeah. okay so but you know better. But that's the thing. It's like you have to, you know, that's the other thing too. If you are, if, if, if tangible is the only thing that sells in this day and age, right? Yeah. We're talking about how intangible is free at this point. If tangible is the only thing that sells and your tangible is shit, then why are people going to freaking buy it? And that's why when I pull, right. And that's why when I pull out freaking still golden out of its, out of its jacket, and it's so like robust and heavy that I could de- I could decapitate someone with it. Like, like, listen, I don't want to get macabre because I have a, a, a one and a half year old and a five year old, but I probably could decapitate a small toddler with that still golden album. It's just so, it's just so friggin' like heavy, man. Like, yeah, and it's it just out real nice. yeah, it really did, and it sounds great too. And my, I think my favorite, I again, this is another album that for whatever reason, I don't know, maybe it had something to do with my my relationship to Still a Son of a Bitch, but for some reason, I had to listen. I could just listen to that album from top to bottom, every single song in sequence. Uh, but my favorite song on it is, um, uh, oh God, what's the second track? With or Without Boof. Oh, yeah, yeah. Might be one of the best songs you've ever written. Oh, like, thanks, it man. is... It's so hooky and catchy. Um, it just it it just cranks, man. It just, just freaking cranks. Just yeah, dude. Through. Yeah, it's a straightforward two minute punk song, you know. Yeah, dude. It, it's just really great. It's got hooks. Um, it, it just works. I love the way I love that the album opens with uh, something that's very like. It's. I guess it starts like little melancholy and and somber, yeah. but it has a beautiful message behind it. The lyrics of "Still Golden" are. It's a positive message for uh, to open an album with. Do you know how that song was written? Did I ever talk to you about that? 
Um, so, I mean, obviously I follow, I follow you on, on social media. So I always like, you know, whenever you put out a little something, I, let me see if I get this right. It was actually written by another dude or half written by another dude or something like that. And he passed away and then you finished the song. Am I correct on that? Well, it's not, it's not that sad to me. Oh, (laughs) you're close. You're close. So basically I wrote music for the song years ago. And it's oh, such okay. a slow, like, pretty song. I was like, well, this isn't a wolf face song. So a buddy of mine named Jeremy Gloff in Tampa, he's this dude who's been putting out music in our area for since the mid-90s. He has, like, 20 albums out, you know, just one of those dudes who just is always writing and recording. And I've mm-hmm. always really liked his music. So I, I, I sent him the song. I was like, look, dude, I, I record this song, the music, and it sounds like something you could use. So he took it and put it on his album and wrote the lyrics. And the lyrics are about a friend of his who died, right? And oh. I loved what he did with it. I thought it was like so pretty. Yeah. Eventually, I was like, this could be a cool Wolfface song. And I can literally change one line to Michael J. Yeah. And it becomes a Wolfface song. That's all I changed lyric-wise. Oh, really? So I, yeah, So because it, it goes, no matter no, what. No, obviously, it doesn't say say golden. Yeah, exactly. So I I, I uh, texted Jeremy about. It. I was like, "Look, dude, I know this song is like about some real serious shit, and I'm thinking about maybe if it's okay with you using it for my goofy werewolf band. Would that be cool with you, or is that like you know kind of stomping on your buddy's grave?" And he's like, "Fuck no, that'd be awesome." And my friend would have loved that. He would have thought it was hilarious. So I got the green light from him. So yeah, so it's totally. He wrote like all the lyrics except for like 0.01 percent of them. And I, I wrote everything else. So, but yeah, it's a, like, it's just Great kind of a pretty song. I, I, I always like, I, I kind of like when bands play live and on recordings where it starts off as something soft like that, that's so different from the rest. And then just busts into what you really expect. You know what I mean? Right. Which that's is why it's sequences, that, that, which is really what I love the sequence of it. I love that it goes from still golden into boof. It just works so well. It, well, thanks, it really, bro. really does. Thanks, and again, uh, blood. Uh, 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 I was born on a blood moon. Great. So all the songs are great. And and the last one about uh, all all werewolves go to doggy hell. What is it? All, all dogs go to hell. Or, or the last song is well. There's a song called "All Dogs Go to Hell," and then no. the last song is a uh, li- little pup. Oh, little pup. Wait, wait. Oh yeah, keep your chin up, little pup. Wait, but. <laughs> What wait, what's it's called All Dogs Go to Hell? Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. No. Yeah, that's what it's called. One of the songs is called that. Well, how I'm challenging you on you. <laughs> you're the guy who wrote it. <laughs> you might be right. Let's, let's check Spotify. I'm checking, Spotify. I'm checking right now. I'm Googling it just because I'm curious. I I don't believe the author of the of the uh thing. I'm just yeah, you're right. It is all dogs go to hell. Um, no, that's cool. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm looking at the track wolf right now. Yeah. Keep your chin up. Little pup is so great. Born on a blood moon werewolf and whiskey blood. Uh, the wolf, no need, all of them. Howl low dog whistle. I love dog whistle. Awesome. Thanks dude. Um, now here's, what's interesting. It's not so much on this one that I was able to pick up. I'm sure there's stuff. Maybe I just references. I don't get, um, on the first record, like for Love Me, Rub Me, the, the very first the very first opening chords are uh, subversively, or not subversively, it's just right there, right, punch you in the face, you open <laughs> with the cramps, which is just yep. phenomenal. Yep. Uh, I was a teenage werewolf. It's perfect. Yep. And then um, my favorite 
my my favorite uh, lines. I guess it's in. Uh, I think it's in tonight tonight. Is it tonight tonight or is it? Yeah, it's tonight tonight. tonight where tonight. yeah, you lifted. Um, not lifted is not the right word. You are. Uh, yeah, you freaking just you 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 nip, nicked a line from skulls, but it's I like love how it tributes and songs like that. Uh, I, love, I love doing that. You don't understand. Like I died. It's like this. It's like this album is my soulmate when I'm listening because I'm going because I'm a miss. I'm like a diehard Misfits nerd. I love that other band that you covered. That's on the thing, and it's like, and now here I'm listening to Skulls, and it's like, wait, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, that's Skulls. What yeah, the dude. fuck? And I we have a few songs it. like that where I do that. Like I, I want to oh, be a Homo shit. Sapien. The very the end, the very yeah. end. Like, there's like a little kind of a uh, bridge at the end, and then the ending. I want to be. I want to. Yeah. What's home- that from? It's I want to be a homosexual by Screeching Weasel. It's literally the the chord progression, everything. Oh. It's just it's homo sapien instead of homosexual. You know, I don't know the song. That's why I didn't oh, pick oh, up right. on it. Yeah, well, that, that's it's my favorite Screeching Weasel song. You know, I was supposed to edit the Ben Weasel documentary. I had, you were involved in that madness. I, do you know about that? Documentary? Well, I, it sounds like it was a total clusterfuck because he's an asshole. I, you know what? I will not. Uh, all I will say about it publicly is that I was uh, in very serious talks at one point to uh, take on that project in its entirety and edit it start to finish. So much so that I even had the the interviews. Wow! I had, I had the Ben, I had Ben Weasel, I had C.J. Ramone, I had a bunch of interviews. I had well, who's the other guy from Screeching Weasel? The other Jughead. This Jughead, yeah, yeah. yeah. They and, don't talk um, anymore. Jughead yeah, they don't talk Jughead. anymore. And I had, I think Jughead was in it, or maybe it was a different guy. Dan Vapid, maybe. Vapid. It was Vapid. Must have been. Okay, Vapid. yeah. Um, and I, uh, I, I could not. Uh, I was working with the current guitarist on it. Um. Uh, a wonderful guy named Mike Hunchback, uh, who's in a bunch yeah, of yeah, yeah. He's a oh, great that guy's guy. awesome. I've a seen him play with Screeching Weasel. Yes, he's a great guy. He lives, he lives around me. Um, we does he own a comic shop? I don't know if he owns it. Like a movie shop? He like runs. I think he worked in a. I don't know if he owns it or if he runs it. I don't know if it's a bookstore or a comic shop or something. And he played in the Nightbirds, and he used to come. He used to host screenings at the Alamo five minutes away from where I live. So he hosted Necromantic when that came to town and uh, brought a real human skull with him. It was crazy. Um, (laughs) And he's, he's good friends with Frank Henlotter and his friend did all the sound for my film, Romeo's distress that you contributed. So it's like a lot of interconnective stuff. So I was awesome. I was going to do it and we couldn't see eye to eye on a few things. Very, very amicable, very like, you know, uh, no, no animosity at all. And I, uh, I declined, I ended up not doing it. Um, but I, I came very close that, and that's my only interaction with screeching weasel. So, but that's rad, man. (laughs) Well, I follow, yeah, Um, I follow Mike Hunchback on like, uh, Instagram or something. And, He's always posting like wacky like comics and stuff and yeah he was so he um he I think he was involved with a documentary about Mike uh Diana or something Mike so he's oh, an artist who was censored oh, okay. and he's good friends Mike is good friends with Frank Hemmenlotter who did like basket case and oh, and cool. uh, brain damage and stuff and uh, he is he's an awesome dude he's a great musician and um yeah he plays in a lot of a lot of bands and very talented guy. 
and I can't say enough good things about him. That's cool. I hope I hope that someday that they get that documentary out. I truly, I truly I too, man. But um, you know, Jeff. But what I want to tell you back to uh, like where like we insert like skulls in a song and stuff. Yeah. On the new record. You ever listen to a a guy called Kevin Morby? He's a musician. No, like I'm gonna write him down right now. He's got he? some pretty cool stuff. Kevin Morby, M O R B Y. A lot of his stuff is like acoustic, real soft stuff. But he's got this song called One, Two, Three, Four. Okay. And it's just this everybody's talking about one, two, three, four. It's a really cool, you'll probably dig that song a lot. Kevin and, Morby. Uh, Kevin Morby, M O R B Y. Got it. Maybe there's an E Y. I, I don't know. More Morby. I'll, I'll, I'll find it. I'll, I'll follow up. One, with you, two, three, four. The yes. second to last song on the new record, I lifted apart from his one, two, three, four. Because in that song, he there's this part where he's going, Joey, Johnny, Dee Dee, Tommy. Oh yeah, Joey, Johnny, they did Dee. their best. Yep, I put I put that in. Uh, did it in that song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's great. It's a goofy shit. So that I think that's the only one I I lifted in the new record. Maybe it does. I, is, I, I mean. That's the thing. It does like there are some there's certain things that like it gets borderline goofy, but it's like that's what makes me feel emotionally conflicted where I'm like I'm feeling these deep like the music brings deep feelings out of me and like motivates me to want to like do well in life and like succeed and stuff. Yeah, but totally. then like this is fucking Teen Wolf. Like what the <laughs> fuck? But that's like, like it's, so weird. it's like you know the misfits. Like you love the misfits, right? I love the yeah. misfits. Like some yeah. of the songs, like make me just so pumped inside. And it's the dumbest shit. Like yeah. when you break it down, like look at it like objectively, it's so yes. stupid, yeah. but it's so good. You know, so good, so good. And I'm not um, saying I'm not saying we're the misfits because we're not close to that. But, but it's not the same thing. Set. Like it's like what the fuck is this shit? But I like it, right? I wish I could have seen that misfit set, man. That looked like uh, oh god, a that was good so time. Fun. Oh, that's that like, that was like a dream come true, man. It's so fun, man. You did a good job. You guys did Thanks, a great dude. job. You I really mean, did. Um, I guess we, we didn't completely blow it, but it was no, so fun. You definitely <laughs> did not. And you're an example of a band. So you know, the other thing that I always like to talk about, or I like to explain to, like you know, express. You know, I think the secret of success in this day and age to build it. You've you've been very good about building up. A following and a fan base, slowly but surely. Yeah. You know, uh, it's that's not easy to do. And I think one of the the biggest things that really has helped you is that you you've put so much stuff on the internet. You're always trying to make music videos. You're always trying to put live sets on YouTube. And that's the thing. The, what's the very next thing after you discover a band? You go to the YouTube's to find yeah. their videos. Yeah. And if they're not there you're going to either a be really like further intrigued and like go down a further rabbit hole, which is going to be cool, a cool journey or B you're going to find everything. And you're going to be like, Oh my God, this is like, where has this band been all my life? And I need to see them as soon as I can. And you guys are just doing it right in that kind of way. Well, thanks dude. Yeah. I mean, we don't put out, a ton of music videos. We put out a few Dude, for this album. Like six or seven music I guess videos. Do, yeah, I guess, I guess I guess it's it's been over such a I mean we've been playing for over seven years, which is like mind-boggling to me. Uh so I, I guess over the span of time it is a lot, but it's not like we put out like five videos in a year, you know? Right. 
Right, right. And, no, uh, I get and we it. play a ton of shows. So there's live videos of us that we didn't post. There's a ton of live videos of us all over. And you're the place. always at Fest. You got this Fest thing going on. So you're always there at Fest. And Fest is always so awesome. They've been always so awesome yeah. to us. Um, the, I want to, I need to send you a song that I know only you will appreciate. Okay. It's, yeah. It's on spot. I discovered this on Spotify when I was looking for Pixies covers and I came across a song called Caribou. And <laughs> it's a cover of Caribou by Pixies. I thought it was. And oh. then I listened to the song and it's the dumbest song I've ever heard, but it's also the most romantic song I've ever heard, but it's so romantic through how stupid it is. Are it you ready for it? It has nothing to do with the Pixies. It's it has nothing to all, do with the Pixies. It's, Caribou. it's this guy. It's like this Daniel Johnson type guy who Johnston, whatever, who's yeah, like, yeah. Who's like got an acoustic guitar and the song? This is the chorus of the song. I'd walk through caribou poo <laughs> just to hear you fart on the phone. And I was like, that's the most romantic thing I've ever heard in my entire life. It's like a new one. I would walk 100 miles. It's like, a yeah, I would walk through caribou poo just to hear you fart on the phone. And it's like a that's very. A yeah, it's just such a uh, – it's a very um, – it's kind of a nasty song. It's kind of a gross song in, in other – lyrically, other ways. But I thought that chorus in was other so ways. brilliant. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that – I thought that chorus was so brilliant because I was like, that's so romantic that for you, you're so you're, – you're, you, you, you love this or you care or whatever. You're so attracted yeah. or whatever it is. Your, your attachment is such that you would actually walk into caribou poo because you just – just to hear a fart, but not know, even if love man. over the phone. I, I love my wife, but I don't think I could truthfully tell her that lyric. You know, like oh, I sing it to my wife all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I just I hum it through the house. I think it's great. I just want you to hear it because I, I think you, it. as a songwriter, will like you just appreciate why this is such a a special song. You'll you'll I'll, I'll send it to you after. Yeah, text me that information. I, yeah. I, and I, you have to let me know your reaction. And listen, if you think it's stupid, I, I really won't be offended. But I think it's really great. I think you will, you will get this song. It's just, and there's nothing to get. It's like, it's like, it's stupid. It's really stupid. Stupid, stupid and great are pretty much synonymous in my life. Yes. You know, <laughs> um, we need to talk about Owen for a minute. So, oh, yeah. That's so, so I, I was, I as part of, you know. You know, you never really, you never really hit me up for it, even though I offered it. I felt like I had to pay you back somehow for just so freely giving your music to me uh, and making it, letting me use it for my movie. That um, when your new album was coming out, I uh, I did a song for, I pitched it to you. You guys were into it, and uh, I got this guy, my friend Tim, who just he, he just commits so to everything. He just commits to everything. Like he dressed up he like was a dragon, right? I'm sorry. He was Owen, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah, the dragon so good, guy. So yeah. good. Um, and we just sort of like tried to like, and it, what was what's fun about the making that video was we were trying. We didn't know. I didn't know what your intentions were writing the uh, when I was writing the video or or trying to do the video. Yeah, you didn't I just know the backstory of the song, right? I did not know the backstory. I just looked at the lyrics. So we literally made a guy dressed like Dracula, and then this other guy is really jealous of how stupid he is and just wants to stab him in the heart. And it just, 
and and obviously he was a werewolf and it just it was it was honestly we had so much fun that day it took one day to shoot um i bought everybody pizza we 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 even shot a scene when we were like sh- eating the pizza i was like we got to get a scene of like you doing something really stupid and everybody yeah, i love where he's like entertaining and people was like goofy hand tricks and the the werewolf <laughs> like all jealous like knocking just- on his pizza so good. just not about it and and um and it was really fun to shoot it was really fun to incorporate the the wolf face elements into it because wolf face was was all the way in florida so i was like well how can we make wolf face feel like they're in this video apart from just using the song and having a wolf mask it was like well let's have some pictures of wolf face let's put wolf face on the tv in the background yeah. which is such an mtv like it. 90s thing to do you know what it's i mean so, it was so perfect man yeah, awesome. I, I I really I'm really stu- I really enjoyed making that music video, and I just I thought Tim and so what I what and what I had pitched to you when you almost came up here to do shows, and I'm hoping that you'll take me up on this offer. I think Tim and I are going to come down to one of your Wolf Face shows. We're <laughs> we're going to come down. He's going to dress up like a Dracula, and he's just going to be in the audience, and you'll start playing Owen as a Dracula. And he'll just be in the back, kind of like mocking you or like you know goofing off on you. Son of a bitch! And you'll just like you'll pull that you'll you'll finish the song, put down your guitar, push your way through the crowd, and just like go after Tim. And you'll yeah. be in on it. You'll be in on it. And you'll do like a whole thing. It'll be nobody will. It'll be a pure Andy Kaufman. Be, <laughs> so nobody awesome. will know. It's so, it's so, so awesome. You got to do that. <laughs> I, I I love shit like that. So yes. Uh, Talk- think it over just think about it if shows ever happen again yes let's do it (laughs) all right cool cool i just had that idea in my mind i'm just imagining like everybody's like into the into the song they're listening to owen and then all of a sudden they just see you making eyes it's like you know those j there's a j retard video of him at the cake shop where he's like he's like get away from the stage motherfucker but he's singing he never stops singing the song and he's just like he starts kicking the guy and like everybody's like is this serious it's like yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just so great man or um uh billy joel have you ever seen the billy joel video where he's playing a song and the lighting guy is doing something that billy joel doesn't want him to do and billy joel in the in the in the in the the silence between lyrics in the silence between lyrics he screams out take the lights off me or something like that, whatever it was. <laughs> and then goes back to singing the song. I haven't seen that. No. Oh my God. And then he like lifts up the piano and just throws it across the stage. He's so mad. What? Okay. I got it. Yeah. Hold I on. Hold on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to show it to you right now. We can do it. Watch, watch. We can do that right now. I'm going to show it to you. Um, you so can make that happen. I can make that happen right now. Tell me in the, in the meantime, while I'm pulling this video up, I, I can do that. I'm my own Jamie. I don't know if you listen to Joe Rogan, but I, I am. Do, my I, I, I have, uh, and that's impressive. Hold on one second. Uh, so what is what is going on? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, okay, go ahead, buddy. Um, what is going on with uh, what what's coming up for Wolfface? Oh, okay. Like like that, so, that you can talk about. Yeah. Uh, so I do have an announcement to make that you're the first to hear this outside of the pack. So a few weeks ago, I started recording Wolf Face songs on my own as all electronic versions, like with like real cheesy 80s keyboards and shit. And uh, I even I emailed you the still golden version of it. And it's great. I'm going to use it. 
I'm going. I, I want you to use it in a movie. And I, I, I thought I think this they're coming out like really cool sounding to me. I, I think it's kind of fun, but they sound so much like an old school like Nintendo game. Yeah. I was inspired, and I am now in the process of creating a Wolf Face NES game that will be on physical cartridges that actually play in an old school NES. And I have a, I have some. Uh, while you're looking at that, I have some photos you can see of like uh some of the some of the uh screens we have so far of the game um, it, i'm so excited about it it's gonna you know be so you fun do? if you really want to do it right can you send them to me via messenger and i can actually share them on the screen if you want to share as, as, can you show them are they showable i, I want to just hold this up you probably can't see it but okay even better. locker room you see little michael j oh my god side. that's just a little sam sample and it's amazing. I'm gonna play. Do you know our song "Give Me a Keg of Beer"? That's on the that's on the demo, right? That's on the demo, right? Or 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 do you know "Boof Ain't Too Loose"? Do you know either of those? Those are those are both on the demo. Am I correct on that? No, "Boof Ain't Too Loose" was on our split record with uh, our split twelve inch record. Um, mm. we have a music video for it. It's the one where like uh, on the motorcycle on the on the four wheelers. No, no, I hate that music. I hate that video. That video sucked because <laughs> we just made that like on a weekend on our own, and, and we it, it didn't come out very well. It's the one where like I'm like edited into the movie. Oh, what's this? Yes, I know which. I, yes, I right. You're in the. You're in Teen Wolf. Yeah. Um, so here, yeah. Sorry. Go ahead. Finish what you're saying. Here's the Nintendo game version of that song. Okay, hold on. Let me pull this up closer so I can see. Okay, I don't know how well you're gonna be able to hear, but it's tell me. Isn't that badass? How are you doing that? Is it use MIDI for that? It's uh, it's this program called uh, Fami Tracker, and it's the most unintuitive fucking way to make music that can literally, literally go onto a eight bit cartridge. Wow, Nintendo cartridge. And so I'm making the game, and Rainwolf is actually programming the songs to go in the game because using that Fami Tracker thing was just way beyond me, and he's way smarter than this at the, than I am at this shit. So yeah. it's gonna be so awesome. Like it's gonna we're gonna literally sell box NES games. And I don't know how many people will actually be able to play them. Right, because they have I to go will. <laughs> so it'll probably be more of like a collector's item for people, but if you have a, a old school Nintendo or like one of the new like ripoff versions of that, you can play it. It's gonna be pretty awesome. Question Do you um what was I about to? Oh, so how did you get into? Well, oh, let, let me play this for you, and then I want to ask you about your action figures. How you do okay. that? Oh yeah, cool. Okay, hold on one second. So this is. So here's the thing. I I don't know if I could play the audio. Though I, you know what? Fuck it. I'll just play the audio. If I, if it if it get it might get removed. Hold okay. On. Let's redo this. It might get removed. It is what it is. Um, I might get a, a copy strike. I, I, but I just it's just so great that like I feel like if I don't then. I'm going to be really upset that we didn't hear for the full effect. Ready? Ready. All right. Hold on. Let me know if you can't hear this. You should be able to. <laughs> Stop it. Sometimes 
So he's like, you like can't tell if it's real or not. I know. Look, it's, it's, holy shit. <laughs> he's so mad. Because they lit the audience? Yeah. Wow, he is punk as hell. Dude, he's so mad. <laughs> he's just so mad. What in that? <laughs> that's Billy Joel. Dude, that's what, wait, ready? Listen again. Stop it! Stop it! That's the best one. Stop! Stop it! So it's like he's so it's like he's like committed to the song. He's committed to the song. He doesn't want he doesn't want to stop doing the song, but he's like also trying to like get his message out. So he's like, stop letting the audience, and you can't tell if he's joking or if it's a part of the song, and he's getting angrier and angrier. When he said stop it, it's I thought it was a joke, but then he flipped his piano and was smashing the yeah. mic stand. It's I, I think it's pretty legit anger for whatever reason he didn't want to see his audience. He's pissed so, at lighting the audience. <laughs> so tell me, so here's the thing. Now I, I went and I I did a little research. Uh-oh. And I, I I went and I I found out about this guy Mike, yeah, who is based on um He's based on on uh, uh, Owen is is based on this guy Mike. You had a you had an interaction with him, um, and this is really this is the guy who 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 Tim Tim played this guy in a music video, played him as Dracula, I guess. Um, and um, what's funny though, and I guess this is why the song is called Owen is Dracula. So his band is called Owen. So not re- so he's actually in a band called American Football, apparently. That was okay. like a big, like indie emo band. Fucking bores me to tears. But his yeah. side project is Owen, and it's just like sappy acoustic, like yeah. dashboard confessional, not my cup of tea type thing. And I never even heard. Look at that motherfucker. He he, he put Mike and motherfuckers copying Wolfish shit all over the place. Did you, did you ever see our Metallica sticker? Uh, I, I don't know if I've seen your Metallica sticker, but yeah. Okay, you just... Well, it, our sticker, it says Metallica, just like that in real Metallica font, but it's in quotes and real small at the bottom. It says dash wolf face. So basically it's like uh... us quoting ourselves saying Metallica fucking get off my dick. Owen motherfucker. He's such a Dracula. He just sucks. Uh, he's so such bad. a turd. He's so, such I, so, turd. So, so, so the story behind Owen is, uh, do you want me to go into the story? I don't, I don't need to. If, what? What if you want to tell the story? You can tell the story. I know the story. Okay. Uh, if, you, whoops, if you want to tell the story, uh, I'm sure people are curious now why what why we keep bringing up this guy Owen and what this has to do with a song called Owen is a Dracula. He sucks. I don't know. I, I think maybe you need give us the give us a a, a condensed version okay. of the story. So, so we were playing in Chicago one time years ago, and we were opening for uh, a band, the band minus the bear at the hard rock in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Don't ask how we got on that show. It's a weird, it's a real weird story, but also we were opening for Owen and I had never heard of him before, but he's a pretty well-known guy in American football is a big band and everything. I never heard of him. I, that's the first, I never heard of him. So we went to play, yeah. we played our set and we had fun and whatever. It was, it was a really fun show. And then Owen plays next. Well, Owen was too much of a rock star to show up for sound check. Right. And so yeah. that motherfucker gets up there with an acoustic guitar fuzz, plugged into a fuzz pedal, 
And I guess he's getting feedback on stage. Surprise, surprise, because you're playing through a fucking fuzz pedal with an acoustic guitar and you didn't sound check. And so, like, during his second song, he's like, fuck this shit, like, throws the guitar down and storms off stage. And then he just left. And there's, like, all these people there to see him. And I'm still, like, I'm all drunk and I'm still all werewolfed out and shit in my underwear. So I was like, fuck that piece of shit. So I stormed to the dressing rooms. We actually had a dressing room, which is crazy. But Myas the Bear had a really big dressing room. And so I stormed into their dressing room. And there's Owen, like, with his fuck, doing, like, a... um. Who's the 90210 Dylan McKay like stance yeah. against the walls drinking a beer, right? <laughs> Looking all douchey. And I storm in there in my underwear, full werewolf out. And I was like, <laughs> I didn't start talking shit to him. I was like, what the fuck was that shit about? And he was like getting smart with me and stuff. And I was wasted. I don't even remember what happened, but like we didn't fight. I tell people I kicked his ass just because I could have. So I might as well tell people I, did. I agree. You were right uh, to do that. <laughs> and so it was just this funny little interaction so then we're out in the parking lot we just start changing his wikipedia page and i still have screen grabs of it where like it says like how he threw a hissy fit because his stomach hurt after he blew me in the alley before his set and then he was last seen blowing me in the alley again like just all this totally juvenile shit and it was on his wikipedia for a couple of days so i guess his managers figured it out and changed it back to whatever boring shit was on there before so ever since then i had this feud with him and it's just i just love having feuds with people who probably have no idea they have a feud with me. Like Lars. <laughs> like Lars, exactly. I'm still waiting for a cease and desist from those motherfuckers in Metallica, but I guess I haven't gotten their radar yet. But it's a it's a, what, it's a big what, yes. What is with the dicks? How did that how did that come about? Because that's a great video. You just oh had my God. And, and I gotta get that back on the internet because now it's not on the internet at all. It was on Pum Pornhub for a while. Yeah. That's where you go. That's what you do. When it gets it got, when it, yeah. It's, it sucks. So it's not, but I just got I, the guy who made. So anyways, the story behind the video is we want a music video for that song, death for wolf posers and a good yeah. buddy of mine, Danny in Chicago, who does great, like, uh, uh, you know, animation stuff or commercials and computer yeah. stuff. He's going to do the video. And so like the, my drummer Wolf fart and I were on a text there with Danny trying to come up with ideas and I had no ideas. And Wolf fart was coming up with like, He's kind of an artist, like a real artist. So he was coming up with like kind of these artsy fartsy ideas that just weren't funny or anything. And I, I just want something dumb and funny, something that'll make me yeah. laugh. You know, that's all I care about. So I got kind of frustrated because no one had any good ideas. And I said, so look, I said, Dave, this is what you're going to do. You take that shitty Metallica video where they're playing in the prison. And at the beginning of the video, you'll see they're signing their names in to go to the prison. It's all intense, right? And it shows them yeah. doing their signatures. All I want you to do is you take that video, you paste our song on top of it, and when they're signing in, just make it like they're drawing dicks instead of doing a signature. And that's it. So Danny goes and runs with it, and I get a text message from him a couple weeks later. He's like, dude, how many dicks are too many in this video? I said, there's no such Never thing. No exactly. Such thing. And so about a month later, he he texted me or emailed me the first draft of the video and I thought it was the greatest thing I'd ever seen in my entire life. I was cr- my my wife was driving us someplace, and I was in tears, yeah. laughing in the car. And uh, God, it's it's so good. It's so good. Wow. And and now it's that you can't. And it was on the it was on YouTube, and it was getting a lot of views for a while. But then it got kicked off YouTube. Uh, try Pornhub, and now you know it's not Pornhub. You know what I've seen? I've seen uh, it happen to me personally. Uh, I've seen um, I've seen stuff wind up on the internet archive. 
Oh, and I didn't know how to do that. Is that <laughs> it's like it's like I don't know. I don't know if you can create an account somehow. You could put it on the Internet Archive. I've seen people do that. And well, I was thinking about putting it on what isn't like Vimeo a thing that could host yeah. it, or do they take shit like that down they too? Do, they, they will take it down if there's a copyright strike issued, but you could absolutely post it. You could literally keep creating YouTube and Vimeo channels and keep putting it on, and then keep like you could literally make a YouTube channel called Fuck You Lars and then just put it on <laughs> and it could get. Taken down, and you could literally make another one called Fuck You Lars 2. That's and, a great idea. <laughs> that's a great fucking idea. Doing it, just keep doing it. Uh, that's such a good Lars idea. 36 until it's like, you know, have you ever listened to Jim Brewer do his Lars impression? It's like no. the best thing ever. Oh, I have. Yes, he does. Oh, no, yes, he does. So he does an amazing Lars. Like that. He does that like perfect Lars, like, <laughs> you know, just like totally, totally nails. Lars and I don't know. Uh, so listen, you saw my we, Lars we, action figure, right? Yes. Well, I was going to ask you. We, we got to wind down here. I wanted to know. Tell me about um, the 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 Lars action figure, <laughs> and if you could describe <laughs> Lars action figure as well, because it, it's literally just like it's a legit looking action figure with like the you know the hard back and the picture of Lars yeah. looking like an asshole playing drums. Yeah, and uh, it's like uh, James, a picture of James, like ah, with a little quote saying like. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me the 118th scale Lars action figure that I desire. Like something yeah. stupid like that. And the action figure in the bubble is literally just a pile of shit with little drumsticks sticking out of it. But it's like the classic emoji doo-doo. Like it's like yeah. a nice like ice cream it's swirl. It's a swirly dog food. shit. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's two drumsticks. And I just I and and so you've you've like how do you make these action figures? Like, do you actually you print it like how do you do this like this like well, kind of both like, way. i always have like goofy hobbies and like whenever i want to learn to do something i i do it like this video game thing i'm doing yeah. it i'm learning from scratch how to do it i'm doing yeah. it it might not be amazing about the end product but it's going to be good enough in what i want so the action right. figures there's a guy uh an instagram account called death by toys who yeah. popped up on my instagram and he's one of the first guys to make like these kind of like underground goofy action figures of like like he's the one who made like um, the deadbeat dad action figure where the bubble is just empty, right? And like says like he went out for cigarettes or something or went out to get toilet paper. And um, so like I text, I I direct messaged him on Instagram. I was like, dude, how do you do these? And he gave me like told me how to do it. Like where you like what kind of cardboard you need to get get for the backing, what kind really? of paper you get to print to stick to the backing and everything. And gave me tips on like where to find the bubbles and shit. And uh, so I just, I got Photoshop. I never used Photoshop in my life and just figured out, you know, watching tutorial videos and stuff, how to make the, 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 the car, the stuff to go on the cardboard, you know, for the action yeah. figure. Yeah. And uh, just figured it out and started making some. And uh, I think I made like eight or like seven or eight of them before I kind of wow. stopped doing them, but they were fun. You know, I just have goofy idea. Like I did like seven, the seven action figure from the movie seven, where it's just like yeah. the box, the the fragile box. It's it's a figure of yeah, my life in the box. Yeah, that was in the box. <laughs> wow, I like that one. Some goofy shit. Like, no, know? that's cool, man. I listen. When I quit smoking, I I was a pack a day smoker for years and years and years, and I quit smoking when I was twenty two, and I had nothing to do. Just like you know what Didi said, we had nothing to do. So we sniffed glue, you know, like I, I, 
I was like, I had nothing to do. So I got an exacto knife and I started, I had these like these transparencies, like the plastic, you know, like that you put on the overhead and Mr. Oglebean's clap, yeah, yeah. you know? And I, um, I would just, I'd print out designs and I just started making my own t-shirts. Didn't know how to do it. I, I bought acrylic paint and I bought Hanes t-shirts from Target. And I would just, and every time I needed to change a color, I would have to do a new transparency because it's like layers, just like if you think just like Photoshop. And um, I would sit in my dorm room for hours, hours with this little exacto knife, just just making t- like one-off t-shirts. Like I did, I did a crimson ghost skull that was green and it had little um, antenna coming out and it said, I turned into a Martian, stuff like that. And I just, that's awesome. Yeah, just because outlet, man, you know, it was just an out. Yeah, it was a positive outlet for that that I needed busy hands that needed to be doing something, and um, man, I just spent hours doing that. I totally, I get that, man. I totally understand what it is, and I just wanted to do it just because I wanted to see if I could do it. Right, and I did it, and I did it for a long time. I still have all my stencils, and I always vowed I would go back to it, but it's kind of like. I just don't have the time, you know. I just yeah, I, yeah. I don't have the time, time right now. So now this you is my new hobby, it, though. You know, you gotta find <laughs> time to do shit like that. Like last Sunday, like the wife and kids were out, and like I literally spent like four hours doing trial and error, just doing pixels, pixel by pixel, to design like a uh, a locker room, like for that wow. game. You know, like and like so I don't know. Do you, you just copy paste, copy paste, copy paste, like down. No, well, well. well Eventually, like if you do like a set of four lockers, I have to do all that. It's like it's a shitload of pixels. And yeah. I can copy paste that, but I mean you don't want to just have that on the screen, right? So right. it takes a long it time. Look like it moved if you if it's all the same, it's not even gonna look like it moves when you you have to have some variance in the background, right? Or else it's not gonna look well it's... no, because because with it's just like with Nintendo, like old school Nintendo and what I'm doing is like one screen at a time. So the characters move, obviously, right. the screen. Okay. But everything else is relatively static. I mean, there's things oh, like right, the character right, right. can pick up and everything, you know. But right. just I, I just never done any of it before. And like it's been fun to like just figure out just you're right. Like it's something I want to do. I'm gonna fucking do it. And and I'm gonna like if if five people buy this shit, awesome. Uh, as it's really for me. You know? Right. Um I, I wanted to ask you uh, before we get out of here. I want to ask you uh, what is, and maybe you don't have an answer for me now. I know you said you're writing, you know, you're you're doing, you're, you're sort of eight bitifying these songs. Is there, do you have another Wolf Face album in you, somehow based on the movie Wolf Face? Like how, yeah, how do you draw from this well? Like how does it work? Like you just it's amazing. You I, we have like three like four records i mean they're not all full lengths right but we have like different songs and like four different records you know it's it's crazy that we've gotten this much out of it and there, yeah. there is more to come and it's literally just i don't i never force it like i always have like like right now i probably have like six new songs wow like um with parts on my phone like i just like when i get ideas i'll like just play them and like record my phone and eventually i'll like bring them all together yeah. So I know we at least have like an EP for sure in the not too distant future. Mm. Um, so yeah, it, it just, it just, it's weird, man. It comes to me 
And like from the beginning, I hate writing lyrics. And like, that's why. Well, you're really good at it. This is something to write. (laughs) Oh, thanks, dude. I mean, I just, I could never be in a band where like, I'm not a werewolf and I'm just a normal guy, like singing (laughs) a serious love song. You know what I mean? I like, I like having like the goofy kind of aspect to it, even though some of the stuff is, it genuinely is relatable, you know, uh, it's, I don't like it to ever be too serious, you know? Well, I think, sorry, go ahead. Finish what you're saying. No, it just, it makes me uncomfortable when I'm the person like putting that shit to paper because I don't have anything profound to say, you know, like I'm not a fucking poet. I'm not like Owen who's going to like go fake it and like rallies stupid serious songs that are just nothing but phony bullshit you know so. <laughs> yeah, but yeah but but that's what but that's what makes it so interesting is that you're it's like you are you're rapping you're rapping very serious things in a wolf mask because it's the only way that you can get it out you use a wolf mask to get it out and it's yeah. kind of like I think that's pretty cool. Like that is hey, like, bro. you know, and again, that's why I think that's why I appreciate this caribou song so much because I'm like, <laughs> I, can't, like I can't wait. It's like this guy is trying to like serenade. This is what I imagine when I'm hearing the song. He's so trying to serenade this love of his life or something. And like the most romantic thing that he could think of is that like he would wade through caribou poo if only, if only it meant that he could just listen to one fart from her butt. It takes a special kind of lady to appreciate that. Yeah, well, I don't know, but this is the thing, but this is the other thing about the song is that just because he's, he thinks it's romantic doesn't mean whoever is on the other end of that (laughs) song is going to think anything and be like, what the fuck? Right? Like, you know, like cops are going to get called 90% of the time, you know? Yeah. He's just like, what? Like, I love that. There's a meme of, of (laughs) yeah. He's like, what? Like, it's a surprise. (laughs) Like, like there's a, there's a, there's a meme of Elon Musk watching a Serbian film, which is like a really fucked up movie. If you don't know what it is. I've I've never seen, I know what it's about though. Yeah. So it's like a two, it's like a two cell meme and on one side or no, it's one. It's just Elon Musk. He's watching on his computer screen at work. He's watching a Serbian film and his boss is like, you're fired. And then he's like, he's like, what? <laughs> That's <laughs> like, totally the fart guy when the girl. Yeah. Not into like, him. like totally what? nonchalant, like totally nonchalantly. <laughs> like, yeah, it's okay to watch a Serbian film at work. Like here I am trying to explain the humor of a meme like you can't well, memes are just feelings <laughs> that you just you just express and just yeah. <coughs> you get it or you don't man you yeah. get it or you don't right, listen baby. you need to come back at some future date when i'm when i need like a repeat guest i'm definitely going to hit you up we'll have you back there's more to talk about um there's, there's a lot so to much, talk about man yeah we're gonna hang in person one of these days one day one day hey, we, we got will. a lot to talk about so, so listen, I'm going to wrap this up. Guys, for everyone who's ever watching this, I'm going to put all the links below. Please, if you if your interest has been piqued by my discussion with Michael J., check out the music, especially I'm going to throw my hat in for my personal favorite album, Still a Son of a Bitch. It's one of those, again, it's a very special thing when you have an album that you have to listen to from the first song to the end. You can't just start in the middle. you got to listen to the whole album. It's like a, it's like a ritual. 
You got to hear the whole thing from start to end. So that's awesome. Um, you got it. Yeah, you got to check it out, people. Thank you uh, for for joining me, Michael J. Wolf. Um, we have more shows coming up. I got more guests for Pizza Punk coming up. Uh, if you missed it, we did some live pizza episodes. Check out the Mont. We had Monty Melnick from the Ramones. He's the Ramones tour manager. Um, that was a great episode. Go check that out, people. And uh, subscribe, like, comment, share. Uh, oh my God! Wait, wait, wait! Before we go, I forgot to ask you the thesis question. So sorry. You have to answer this question before you leave. Ready? Oh, do it. The que- I'm sorry. I'm I'm holding you up. Ready? The question is: This is the thesis question of the whole show. Oh, is pizza punk? And if pizza is punk, why is it punk? And if it's not punk, why is it not punk? Pizza is punk because you can put fucking pineapples on it with meats. And it still tastes great. Now I don't give a fuck about these purists that say pineapples aren't pizza or, or shouldn't be on pizza. That's not punk. Pineapples should be on pizza. If you want pineapples on pizza, that's fucking punk rock. Individuality. Exactly. Who would have thought it would work? I Who would have thought that. a fucking werewolf punk band would work? Juxtaposition, you know? man. You'll never know until you juxtapose one thing with the other thing, you know, and find out. So that's it, baby. All right. Peace. And here.